Hi, Joe here from She Did You Can, and this episode is How to Get Money for Your Beers, Part 2, and it is a co-production from Broad Radio. Check us out at broadradio.com.au and Women's Agenda, a daily news publication for women. When they say go right, we go left. When they say go right, we go left. We go left. We go left. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm George McEncrow, founder of Sheba, Australia's first female-only rideshare. And I'm Jo Stanley, aspiring startup founder, and this is She Did, You Can, a podcast about turning your idea into a business. Learn from my experiences, create your company as I create mine. She Did, You Can, the inspirational, confessional, real-time guide to starting your business. Joe, it's time to get into some of the nitty gritty, the brass tacks, the nuts and bolts, the guts. Yes, yes, we're all about how to get money for your beers because you can't build it with brass tacks or nuts and bolts mm-hmm. or the guts. No. You can't build it with can't that. Can't build nothing. You, you just keep sliding around. <laughs> you need <laughs> investment. You do. You need good, strong, a good, con- strong capital structure. Mm, yes, and so. This is part two because we talked way too much in part one. And in this episode, our guest, entrepreneur and finance expert, Shivani Gopal, tells us about the actual ways you can get your hands on the filthy lucre, the actual money. (laughs) And guess what, George? What? I have actually got my hands on some investment. Like real money. Actual money. Like real money. Actual money (laughs) for my startup, Broad Radio. Congratulations, Joe. That is a huge step. That is amazing. Well done. I'm pinching myself and I will tell you about it next. George, I don't know if you're one of those renegades who listens to podcasts out of order. Yeah, I have been known to. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how you can sleep at night. I'll be living on the wild side, lady. Yeah. <laughs> I just can't do it. Talk um, about innovators and disruptors. If you are one of those people like George, I don't, I don't, it just doesn't sit well with me. Everything has to stay in order in my you know, life. All those pens you've just rearranged on our desk. I don't know why you did that. I was a bit weird. sad. But yeah. anyway, in the last episode when we talked about raising funds as in mm-hmm. getting money for your biz so you can actually start it. Yes, you do need We that. agreed you would need at least $100,000 to start your business. Nice number. We also spoke about how finding an investor is like dating and you wouldn't jump into bed with just anyone. Well, not um, usually. Well, you, I mean, you might. But, but you'd you, live to regret it. <laughs> you would. you live to regret it. And you certainly wouldn't just marry anyone. No, certainly not. People do that too. But when it comes to business, you want to be careful who you are jumping in bed with. Yes, it is like a marriage. It is a long-term committed relationship with very strong expectations on behalf of both parties. So Mm. we covered what you need in your pitch deck to ask someone to invest in you. And we were also talking about 
you know, what the friends, families and followers level of investing is like. Mm, yes. Yeah. So that was in the last episode. Mm. Go back and listen to it if you are crazy and just jumped ahead. You can do whatever you like. It's a free country apparently. <laughs> last time I checked. And once you've gone through your friends, family and followers, you get to a world that I will admit I have found very challenging to get my head around. So first up, I want to say it's okay to be coming from zero knowledge. Yeah, most people are. And the more successful you are, the more you'll learn. That's right. Not everyone has had life experiences where you would know anything about finance or investment. I certainly did not. That's right. Which is why, look, you know, even though we both know a bit, you want to bring in somebody who knows a hell of a lot Mm -hmm. and has made it her life's work, which is Shivani Gopal, whose business, The Remarkable Woman, is all about connecting you with mentors to help you with whatever knowledge gap you might have. Uh, Theremarkablewoman.com.au is where you go to find out more about that and make any connections you need. Amazing. In the meantime, back to my own knowledge gap. Shivani, another question I have around terminology is this term angel investor. So to explain, I have, I guess, kind of straddled that friend's family uh, fundraise mm. and angel investor because I've I've managed to get an angel investor for well done. Broad Radio, but it's a very dear friend of mine. So I'm not really even sure sort of where that sits, but I've had angel investor kind of explain to me and I'd love you to do that, Shivani, because I would, I would totally butcher it if I tried. As you should have said that, I realised that I, I've never actually looked up the definition of what an angel investor is myself, although I have dealt with angel investors and I have um, touched wood also raised uh, money through angel investors. I, I guess I think of angel investors as sophisticated investors, um, people who are um, people who um, are actively out there in the space investing in startups. And these are incredible people to deal with um, because they understand some basic fundamentals. For example, they understand valuations. You're not going to have a 45-minute discussion on why your startup is already valued at a mil or two mil. When you haven't made any money yet. You haven't made any money yet. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. just move on. Yeah, Yeah, please don't stand there and kick my tyres. Yeah, no. Exactly. So they get some incredible fundamentals of how startups work. They get the valuations um, and and they're usually able to support you with money, but also through introductions. Um, and the way that I've been introduced to angel investors is through these many angel networks. So I live in Sydney um, and I've had a, an introduction through to Sydney Angels. Um, there are Perth Angels as well. That's invested in another one of my startups as well. Um, so there's different angels in different states. And, and uh, I now feel that I've also butchered the angel um, example. But essentially, <laughs> they are people who invest in different in different startups and they are different to your friends and family round uh, because they don't know you. They don't have an existing relationship with you. They genuinely are backing your business. And they can often expect a slower runway on the rate of return. So Mm. they won't necessarily tie you up to terms on investment that are, you know, like a a venture capital firm will usually want a 10 times return on investment. Right. Um, An angel investor might hope for a three to a five times return on investment. So you'll often find them moving very much in the impact investment space, um, you know, the green energy, uh, renewables, uh, things that make a, you know, housing development, things like that, that are truly innovative in that they're brand new, they're solving a problem and they can see that this investment doesn't sit necessarily within a government mm. um, area, but 
it has a big social impact and they want to be a part of it from the ground up. Um, then they do want a return on investment, but they're not going to quibble with you. Um, they'll often issue you with something like a convertible note, for example, like they'll give you cash with a convertible note if you can't determine a valuation on your company at the, at a particular point in time. But they they tend to be much less f- uh, obsessed with the 10 times return on investment. Um, convertible notes um, are, as, as George said, a, a common way that angels will invest with you. Um, and essentially it's... Um, it's, it's seen as a, a portion of money that's given to the business um, and it's usually done before a firm valuation is set. And that's because there are times where you don't know what the valuation may be or you're hoping that there'll be a higher valuation. And that higher valuation will happen at a trigger date. For example, when you're ready for Series A funding, when you're ready for the, the next big milestone that comes around. And so it's all contracted. So the investor, say the angel investor, will give you a parcel of money um, and that parcel of money is seen as debt. And that debt is converted into equity at the time of the trigger event. Now, on that note, can I just say that Australia is now using, and I've used this for my my latest startup, um, a different kind of investment, which is far more friendly for both, um, well, far more friendly for founders, but I think far more friendly for both founders and investors as well. And that is a safe note. Um, and if anyone's listening, I would far more advocate for that mm. because it's not debt. Essentially, it's not a debt. It's money that is given to the business. And again, the the equity is is triggered at the time that you do your next valuation or your next raise. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, there is a cap that is put in place for the investor. And that that keeps things, that manages the risk. That was quite a complicated thing that I had to understand. And I would advise going to someone who can explain that to you and give you really great advice when you are speaking with potential investors, because there's a lot of money at stake, potentially also people that you care for, relationships. And, you know, it's the last thing you want weighing on you when you're building it. The psychological toll, I think, is grossly undervalued. And, you know, as founders, people have to look after themselves. If you start your own business, the last person who tends to take care of themselves, especially if you have children, especially if you have a partner or a parent or someone else, you know, we you tend to look after, You people often refer to their business as their baby, highly neurotic, but I won't go into that, <laughs> um, but you do. And then you, you know, you manage everyone else's needs. So, so when you can park stuff with other people yeah. who you really trust and some people in business are so cynical they've said to me, trust no one through oh, gritted teeth. I know, geez. ouch, right? I'm but quite the opposite. I know. Well, no, maybe we need to talk about been that, been talking Joe. to the lollipop yeah. guy at the local school. Uh, he's yeah. all right across it. Well, he's good. Just don't put him on your board or pay him anything. Um, but I think if you are bringing people into your business and giving them secrets or information mm. about any vulnerabilities, you want to know that they're secure, they're safe and um, when money's at stake, if you can hire expertise, yes. that's an investment in not just the business but your well-being because mm. if you go down, it all turns to shit yeah. and everyone loses their money. I think the next place, so let's just say you've looked at all the government grants that are out there, you've gone to your, your friends and family and followers, love that, George, um, you, you've done that and, and, um, and you've, you've spoken to angels. The next place that you can go to, especially before you go to VCs, 
um, is you can go to these startup accelerators. There are so many out there um, in Australia and, um, and more and more are popping up. So what you can do is you can go there, you can pitch your ideas. Some of them are generators where you start from the, the idea itself um, and others are accelerators where you've already got some funding, you're already on your way and you go through the acceleration program and then at graduation, provided you, you pass through their own IC, which is short for investment committee, mm. you can then get another fifty dollars to $100,000 in funding. And most of these accelerator programs give you a whole bunch of support, mentoring, um, tech access um, in exchange for equity. The only thing you've got to be really careful of, as you've already highlighted, you've got to speak to experts. Um, there will be lots of contracts involved and you really want to read the fine print and make sure that the equity exchange is fair and the value valuation that they're going to place on your company because they do a homogenous style um, Mm. of investing where they'll say everyone who comes into our cohort is going to be valued at x they need to keep it vanilla for for everyone to be fair to their investors but is that fair to you yeah so you've got to work that out as well and say well hang on i'm already valued at five million dollars i'm not i'm not at that position maybe i need to go somewhere else Mm -hmm. um so so that's a that's a good place to start if you're still at that seed level, um, and um, and go through many of these accelerators. So you know there's Y Combinator, there's Blue Chili, there's Atla, there's so many out there that you can go to. And then the next place, of course, is VCs. And with VCs, my biggest piece of Which advice stands is for make- venture capital. I just yes. need to say yes, yes it does. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there you go, Joe. It's not a foreign language to you. No, you're amongst this. it. You're so hip Ooh, to the groove now. Know. Look yeah. at me go. <laughs> um, and so. My experience with venture capitalists are they really want to know what's out there in the market. They want to find out the trends. They're they're really hungry for that information. And so you're going to find that it's not all too difficult to actually get that first Zoom meet or that first face-to-face meet. But getting past that is going to be really difficult, at least in my experience in the early stages. I found it incredibly hard. In fact, I have not been able to get any VC funding um, aside from from one which was via um, an startup accelerator, so it was connected. Um, But I haven't been able to get any VC funding at the pre-seed or the seed level at all. Mm. Um, And and the reason for that is the most common piece of feedback that I've gotten and people in my startup community have gotten um, is you haven't got enough runs on the board yet. Mm. Go out and validate more. Once you've got some six-figure income coming in, then we're in a position to back you. So they want to see some solid runs on the board. They want to see some solid trajectories. They want to see some good income coming in. And that's when they're that's when they're VC ready. You can go to corporate VCs as well, but generally they'll probably say the same thing. And especially in Australia, we're very conservative with money in Australia. You know, friends of mine who were unable to raise anything here went to America got money very, very quickly, went to China, got money very, very quickly. So in Australia, people are very tight with the coin, very cautious, very conservative, very, very, very Very, very. They're very, very. Very, very. (laughs) And, you know, VCs want a de-risked idea presented to them because they have to get the 10 times return for their investor base. And that's, you know, the, the people who for whom they work, pay subscriptions to be part of that. So they are always on the roam, always looking for the unicorn, the mm. the one that's going to blow them all away. But so, so the people who are vetting you as you pitch, don't take it personally when they knock you back. It's because they have a very high level of expert. They have a lot of pressure on them to bring home uh, something that's not a dud. And you yeah. never hear about the duds. I'm sure there are. But they are not going to be the person who brings home one that doesn't pass. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. So potentially, Shivani, so, for the people who yeah. are at the level of startup that I might be at, VCs, it might be six months, 12 months down the track. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm. What I just want you to keep in mind, though, is these things are relationships that are built. And once you've built those relationships, that's when you're able to consolidate it and, and turn it into an investment. As George said, I find Australia as well to be incredibly conservative. I've had some um, early stage conversations with VCs over in San Francisco. And can I just say I get like goosebumps and I get like super excited and I have to play it really cool on the outside because <laughs> they're just so... Brave, it's just like bold. Yeah, yeah. There's such so yes different. people. Oh my god, this might actually happen so fast. Yeah. Um. But anywhere in the world, you've got to build these relationships. So even if you think, hey, I think I'm 12 months out. Start mm. now. Um. They they tend not to invest in the unknown. They want to know from you, and they'll always say it's the most common piece of feedback I've got, and I do feel is genuine. Stay in touch. Let us know how you're going. We are interested to see how you grow, maybe next time. And I've never taken that as a, yeah, thanks, but no thanks. I've taken that as a, okay, I'll keep you my ecosystem. And the best thing that you can do for your investors is I, I will send out two emails. One is to my investors, which is detailed monthly updates on, um, you know, here's how the business is performing. Here's the runs on the board. Um, here's how our tech's grown, um, any challenges we're experiencing and an ask. So can you introduce me to, you know, X, Y, Z and so forth. And they love that. I'll often get a response. Um, the, the other thing you want to do is you want to have another sort of newsletter, which is a bit more broad. You don't want to give away anything that, you know, should be sensitive, but it's to the investor network. It's the people that you're cultivating relationships with. That way they can see your growth story. Mm. And you might find that at month three, you will get a response going, hey, it sounds like you're going, you're going great guns. Uh, we should have another chat. And this has happened to me before. Um, and um, and you'll even see if you're doing it through a CRM, you'll see how many people open your emails. And you'll see that some VCs are actually opening it five times. They're genuinely mm. interested. Yeah. It's Ooh, really. Oh, that person really wants to date you if they're yeah, opening that email five it is times. A relationship. It is a really good relationship. <laughs> That's like the dot 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 on it your is. on your phone when You're you send a text home. message. What are, what are they going to say? I got a little. Yeah. I got a little buzz from that. And George, I know you were super successful with crowdfunding. So can you give us that Break in a, a record? Uh, you did. I think you said the word. Record. record breaking. Oh, yeah. No, Joe, we did. Don't go on about it. Oh, my mm. God. I've asked you not to mention it. <laughs> um, yeah, no, we did. We did break the record um, just for Australia. Yeah, we, we raised $3 million for uh, for Sheba, which was fantastic. And, um, uh, oh, actually, we raised a bit more. Yeah, yeah. Call it four, whatever. Um, <laughs> and it's it's been a great way for us to raise money. And I think when... Um, Shivani was talking about friends, family and followers, um, we went back to our community. So we had been invited to pitch to VCs a few times and um, it was one of those things where it was still too high risk for them to, mm. to back and guarantee a, a 10 times return on their investment um, uh, over five years, which is really what they want to see happen. So, you know, that's a big undertaking. Um and 
so yeah, we went to to um, a mob called Birchall, which was part of the Possible campaign, and yeah, raised raised three million dollars, which makes those um, shareholders investors. And it was part of another mission that I had, which was to help our drivers and riders become shareholders as well. So I'd always wanted, you know, without our drivers, we, we wouldn't have a a company. Mm-hmm. So was a really great way to enable enable our drivers to become you know part of the business own the business you know and the thing with uh, crowdfunding people can invest with really small amounts isn't that right yeah so you can we set it at fifty dollars I think you can adjust what you're gonna you know how much you're gonna put in but um, we had our minimum set at fifty and you then go up to ten thousand dollars and then anyone who wants to put in more than ten thousand dollars has to be a sophisticated investor so right. they get a special code. I'm not one, so I don't know what it looks like, but mm-hmm. there's a special code that ASIC gives you to say you can put in more money if you want. Yeah, right. And it's a good uh, option for a business that may think they've got lots of followers, like it's sort of a movement, I guess. Yes, you know, that right. people have an emotional connection to it. That's right, absolutely. And I think when you know that you're solving a really big problem for a lot of people, it was very validating for us to find that we had 94% of our investment um, investors were women and, you know, this was a problem that we'd been told that was not important in the market. So it was very validating in a bit of an up your bum way <laughs> to say, well, I think you'll find, you know, that this is a – women will, you know, back what they need with mm. actual money. So, yeah. yeah, that was really good. It was a really great thing to be able to do and, and hit that target. And, look, you know, the platform was great, but even they were saying, oh, I wouldn't I wouldn't go for as much as three million. No one's ever made that much money oh. before. And I was like, yeah. Who cares? I'm setting it there, you know. So you set a target. You set your target and if you don't achieve your minimum, which we'd set at a million, mm. you don't get to keep any of it. Right. Um, but if you hit the minimum target, you can take that minimum away um, and then the maximum you set as well. Why do you set a maximum? Surely you just keep going till you no, cause you got can't, a gazillion dollars. Because uh, <laughs> under the law you can't raise more than $5 million per annum via the crowd equity okay. rules, yeah. But the money is out there. Go forth and raise. Plenty of money and you can always make more money but you can never make more time, dear ones. Oh, so wise. Shivani, thank you so much. That's been an incredible gift of knowledge from you. You're so smart. Can I just say I'm fangirling over the both of you as well. It's been such a pleasure. I haven't I haven't silently laughed so hard in the background um, in a podcast <laughs> for so long and it was really awkward because I was trying not to make a noise but I was seriously cackling. This was incredibly entertaining. Um, but also um, I'm hoping, you know, really, really helpful for all your listeners as well. It was a pleasure. Thank you. Thanks, Shivani. I think that what we've uh, really highlighted in this conversation is that money means validation. Yes. And I have to say when my, you know, speaking with my friend, my friend slash angel angel investor, it's really brought up for me a lot of things around like, you know, my relationship with money and how I find because I, you know, the family I was raised in and and the conversations around money that I just was immersed in as you grow Mm. up and everybody has their version of that. For me, I kind of live in a space of scarcity. So 
I don't understand that notion that it's an opportunity for someone, whether it's my friend or anyone else. Oh, so yeah. I feel deeply sick about it. Yeah, no, don't. Yeah, no, you've got to start moving away from that into I'm creating a huge opportunity not just for my listeners and for the broadcasters who are going to be working with me but for business owners to sell their products here. Like mm. this is just you are the bountiful cornucopia for <laughs> women everywhere and you should be so lucky champ to get your money on this ship i like, have never been referred to as bountiful bountiful but I must cornucopia say, i this imagine is, myself to be blossoming you are just, you are just fruits and bananas and pineapples and shit are just rolling on out this is what you are so this is so you know if you want a slice of this pie you mm. better jump on in but that is the thing that when money comes to you it is a validation of your idea yeah. and it is a validation that um that person sees that there's great benefit to them being involved yeah. and and so well go for it like how exciting oh to it's be told so that. exciting it's mm. so exciting and it is one of those it that's the thing about running a business you you are working on it at a highly you know emotional level a physical level mm. um and definitely you notice that what it, what does money mean? It's never just money, mm. you know. It's always something else. Yeah. Well, I want every single person listening to imagine themselves as a giant fruit bowl. <laughs> <laughs> just this bountiful idea yeah. that can only nourish everybody in its path. That's right. And you should approach anybody with who ha you know they have the money. And, of course, mm. that was the other thing explained to me. This person who has been generous enough to be my angel investor, they're not dumb. They've, no. They're very, very exactly the kind of resource yeah. that Shivani was talking about. They, they've they invested in many things successfully. So it's not like they're doing it as a charity, right? God, no. No. No, no. They're called an angel, but they're not really an angel. No. I, they're actually a person who's a very smart investor who's made enough money to invest in you and they mm. want to do that. Yeah. yeah. So, But I want you to approach people that you know have the money who can invest with great courage and great confidence because they, you are a fruit bowl. You are. And the only <laughs> thing that's going to happen is if they say no, well, You've survived being told no before mm. and that's just not for them and it's probably a blessing. Which actually being, I've got to say, George, being a part of this conversation, mm. I have realised that I need more money. <laughs> yeah, you always need more money. Yeah, <laughs> when in doubt, <laughs> chances are you need more money. No, yeah. but this whole conversation with Shivani and you, you've made me realise that we need a long runway. Yes. To ensure that you are not putting your idea at risk. That's right. And risk can come in all sorts of ways that you don't necessarily anticipate, which is, you know, that someone gets sick for a little while oh. and you get what they call key man risk, you know, so yeah, right. all the information is sitting with one person. So if you're a one man operation, which you often are, if you're a shoestringing it, you yes. don't want to pay too many people. But the downside of that is, well, that's all fine. But, you know, if I broke my leg. Yeah. Um, what happens to to broad radio yeah. in the interim? So, okay. you know, you do need money. You do need money. So whilst I have my beautiful one angel investor who believes in me and has given me some, I because you said money protects money. Money that, always protects money. That really struck with me. Mm-hmm. So now as I've sat here listening to this conversation, I started to get a panic in my gut and <laughs> <laughs> I have realised that I – Okay, I just literally made a decision just yeah. then yeah, which is. that I can't launch for another few weeks. I had planned on launching very soon our very first episode. That's okay. 
go slow, go slow and be safer. So, mm. so how how far back are we going? Okay, well, I had hoped a few weeks from now, and I'm going to push it out another. So instead of launching in a week, yeah, probably launching in four weeks. Oh, that's fine. That's fine. That's nothing. That's a bump. That's a tiny thing. That's it's a okay. Immaterial isn't it? decision. Seriously, for the sake of money and length of runway, how much more runway are we going to get for that? Well, I've got to go and start knocking on doors, <laughs> don't I? I've got my deck already sorted, Good. so that's a really big That's a huge job. Done. That's a big job. Yep. And now I'll go out and I'll meet with people that I feel might be able to believe in us and and then hopefully I can gather in the next four weeks more mm. to um, – to give me better runway and to protect broad radio because that's the whole idea, isn't it? You don't want to put yeah. yourself in a position where you really you don't you, want to be anxious. You've got to oh, get that anxiety fuck. off off your to do list. You I really just said just, the F word. <laughs> yeah, no, you, you're allowed to do that. You will say that F in, means finance and and friends and followers. As soon as you said anxiety and, and anxious, <laughs> my stomach just made an effort. <laughs> <laughs> it just came out of me. Oh my god! I will uh, say that anxiety has been my constant friend. So George, next time, yes, but you and I gas bag. Mm-hmm. In the next episode, in this thinly veiled, in this thinly veiled <laughs> guise of recording a podcast, yeah, <laughs> we just talk about business. Yeah, <laughs> can you tell me the story of Sheba and how specifically you did it without spiraling into insomnia, racked nervous wreck? Who says I didn't? <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, happily, happily. That'll be next in uh, she did you can you can easy. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.